Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not the best analogy guy. So, you, you know, you give a mouse a cookie, you want a glass of milk. Gabe, in a break, just gave me a, a Fields analogy. It's unreal how Bears fans have watched this for three years, and they're still, like, totally on board with it. And I said, I've driven the Justin Fields lease for three years, and I, and I don't want to buy it. I want to move on from this car. I want something new. And even I know, and the next car might not be better. I might not love it as much. But I'm ready to drive something new. But you know you don't want to buy this one. This is not it. I've seen some other cars out there that are that are nice. And people talk about the Kia Telluride. <laughs> I need to talk to you about um, cars. Oh, cars. Yeah. Use your brakes. Don't floor it. Please. Then you throw a rod, you, you flood your carburetor, you crack your block. You understand what I'm saying? Nah, man. <laughs> no sex before marriage. You know what it is, and you don't want to be committed to it. Anyone who's ever leased a car has absolutely been in that situation. If you buy the new car, you're kind of like, it's like a Lamborghini. Okay, but those new cars have concrete features that are better than the car before. It's it's better Bluetooth. It's more features on the dash. Yeah, it's wireless car holders. Yeah. More acceleration. It's got more power. It's got better handling. It's got what? It's got more legroom for your legs. It's got more power. You just said that. And the thing with these new QBs, though, detailed. their value plummets the second you drive them off a lot and into Hallis Hall. The value just goes way down. Yep. So. But it just it hit me. I was like, damn, that is exactly what this is. That is exactly what it is. There are no wrong answers. So let's go around the room. And you just go ahead and call out features you'd love to see implemented in your ideal car. What are some ways we can make it family friendly? No space for mother-in-law. That's not helpful. Shut up, Paul. You probably love your mother-in-law. I actually do. Oh, my God. He admitted it. One, two, three. And here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Been a fun show. Thank you for hanging out. Still have Doobie Brothers tickets to give away. Anthony Heron is in for Spiegs. Should let you know that Lawrence Holmes will be at Benny's in Orland Park with Remy Martin tonight starting at 530. He will be there. So if you're out and around in Orland Park, go see Lawrence Holmes. You could register on site for a chance to win a spot to play hoops on the Court of Dreams. A winner will be drawn at 7, so get there and register. You do not need to be present to win, but you need to register on site. And Remy will be sampling, too, so come and try a Remy sidecar.
Does that sound familiar at all? If I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. <laughs> I know that. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know the movie reference, yeah, not the music yeah. reference that the movie was referencing. That, yeah, that's, that's how I do it. Yeah, exa exactly. But I'm sure, I'm sure you nailed it. <laughs> I'm sure you nailed it. Of course it. I did. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what? Uh, what's uh, what's this big research project? All right, what, so, what, what'd you do over here? So it was it was last Friday uh, where I had I just had some time on my hands. I wasn't calling any games. I wasn't hosting any shows. Well, not during the day at least. So I just like man, I, I hear people keep talking about we're basically we're we're kind of alleviating the bears of responsibility, and they just need to quote unquote get the right guy. They just got to draft the right quarterback, and it's this magic elixir. And in my mind, I had a few teams, I've been tweeting about it a little bit in recent weeks also, where there's some teams in my head that have won consistently, really for decades at this point, without necessarily having kind of that one guy that's done it. The Patriots are, are an example of, they had the one guy and the one coach, and they won a bunch over the last 20, 20 plus years really yeah. with that combination. So I removed the Patriots from this. I removed the the Steelers from this because Ben Roethlisberger was there for so long. I removed the Packers from this with two back-to-back -back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But I just went and I looked at every team in the NFL and went over the last 25 years, how often have they made the playoffs? How often have they been 500 or better? How many different coaches and quarterbacks have taken them to postseason play? And the Bears, for an example, are a team who, you know, I just, I, the, the way I listed the Bears and part of this last 25 years is because back in 1999, the Bears drafted Kay McNown in the first round. 03, they drafted Rex Grossman. Then they drafted two other first round quarterbacks, of course. More recently, 2017 was Mitchell Trubisky. 2021 was Justin Fields. But which teams have drafted, developed, or just acquired quarterbacks and found a way to have success, regardless of whether or not they've drafted that guy in the first round? drafted that guy number one overall there's a bunch of teams who find consistent success frankly at a much higher level like I've heard you use the San Francisco example of kind of the 49ers being the lone team that's kind of cracked that that code well in yeah some I'm ways. not going back 20 25 years sure. with it just as the as the game has changed but yeah go ahead yeah but the being the team who's kind of done that and a bunch of teams like the the team who over the last quarter century has done it at the highest level most consistently has been Baltimore. Baltimore's made 14 out of the last 25 playoffs. They've been 500 or better in Baltimore 20 times out of the last 25 years. They just happen to be in an exceptional division where being 500 or better 20 out of the last 25 years doesn't always get you to the playoffs. But they've been to a couple of Super Bowls, won both of those between Brian Billick and John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, not a guy who was an offensive play caller before becoming the Ravens head coach. Yep. Quarterbacks who've taken in the playoffs. Trent Dilfer, Kyle Bowler, Steve McNair, Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson, none of them was the the number one pick uh, by the Baltimore Ravens. Philadelphia would be next on that list, 16 of the last 25 playoffs, one and two in Super Bowls over the last quarter century. Seattle, not a team who you think of having, you know, exceptional high-level, like number one pick quarterback success. But the Seahawks, between Mike Holmgren and Pete Carroll, those are the two coaches who've been best over that time. They will both be in the Hall of Fame, of course. Yeah. Uh, Holmgren already there, but John Kitna, Matt Hasselbeck, Yep, uh, gone Russell to the Wilson, of course, have taken them to the playoffs. And in that time, they're one and two in Super Bowls with those guys at QB. Kansas City was actually a team that surprised me because I don't I didn't think of the Chiefs. And, you know, you were obviously in Kansas City. But I didn't think of them as far as the last quarter century of being a franchise that just consistently does it at a high level. Trent Green, of Trent Green more, won a bunch. Alex right, Smith won a yeah, bunch. Yeah, I thought of them as a team just in the last sort of, you know, maybe decade here. 
But you go back, 12 out of the last 25 playoffs, 17 times they've been 500 or better in the last 25 years. And three Super Bowl appearances, two and one in that time, of course, two of those with um, you know, with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, but between Dick Vermeil, Herm Edwards, Todd Haley, Andy Reid, a variety of coaches have taken Kansas City to at least the playoffs and then being able to make the Super Bowl. There have been a few different guys who've been able to actually get that done, or uh, all three Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes as quarterback there. So just kind of looking at the last quarter century, and to me, a team like the Cowboys, we never hear of the Cowboys tearing it down or tanking to get the top pick or doing anything like that. They're always going for it, and they're always in the mix in Dallas, they've been 500 or better 18 times in the last 25 years without saying we got to go get the number one quarterback in the draft to make it happen. So I think saying that getting the right guy, quote unquote, is is what the Bears need to focus on, that to me absolves the Bears of, of franchises like this. A bunch of examples of teams who've won at a much higher level than the Bears have over the last quarter century. You look at the last decade, over, over the last decade, a bunch of teams who've won at a higher level than the Bears without having that number one pick. The infrastructure around the quarterback, the decision-making associated with who you get at QB, whether it's in the draft or in a trade or free agency or anything else, that matters to me even more so than having the opportunity for the number one pick. And I I think that because of the discussion we've had about the last couple of quarterbacks, Trubisky, Fields, and whether or not the play caller is right, whether or not the quarterback is right, the Bears as a franchise – have not won at nearly as high a level of a bunch of other teams. There's teams that I haven't even listed yet that went at a higher level than the Bears over the last quarter century. Let's just call it this century here, who aren't necessarily one of these top teams in football, but are consistently in the mix far more often than the Bears are. So I love the work and what you did. I do think that we're arguing like slightly different points here. Um like you said, I removed the Patriots, Packers, Colts, Steelers, and Saints because mm-hmm. it came with Hall of Fame quarterback play. Right. You also then removed the majority of the Super Bowls of the last 25 years. Yeah. Literally more than half of them. All right. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. the goal isn't to have a better than 500 season. Mm-hmm. The goal is not to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's not the goal. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And for these guys to actually win Super Bowls, the Chiefs, yeah, they won 10 games, 11 games with Alex Smith. They won 12, 13 games with Trent Green. All right. And then they ran into Peyton Manning in the playoffs and lost in a game yeah. they didn't punt. You know, like, mm-hmm. so, uh, it, it like, yes. I mean, I covered a Bears team that won 12 games with Mitch Trubisky and the number one defense that turned it over. But it wasn't sustainable. It popped up for a year. And so, like, you've removed – the franchise Hall of Fame quarterbacks who've won more than half of the Super Bowls in the last quarter of century in your data set. Mm-hmm. And so to me, like, we're taught, like, no, there's no disputing that the Bears top to bottom organizationally are not as good as a bunch of other teams. And that, like, if you just hire a great coach and then that raises the floor consistently and the Bears have had way too many bad coaches. The fact that they, the, the Brad Big stat, where they've only had two offensive coordinators last longer than two years in the last 25 years. Mm. They've had 13 offensive coordinators in the last 26 years. That is a staggering amount of turnover, Mm. right, for that position. So there is no continuity. But you were talking about earlier how you thought it was the McCaskies that were uncomfortable with Jim Harbaugh. Right. And I agree. Mm. Like, that's that's why – I unfortunately think the savior 
has to be the quarterback because, and I've said this a hundred times and I just like the turn of phrase, the Bengals were the bungles until they got Joe Burrow. They lost more games over a 20-year run than the Bears did with Mike Brown as their owner. They were the losingest franchise in the NFL. Mm. Marvin Lewis won some games in the regular season with Andy Dalton. Never won anything in the playoffs. Mm. They were thrilled to go 9-7 and and lose in the first round of the playoffs. They eventually get the number one pick, get this franchise-altering guy, and now their Super Bowl window of contention, his words, is open as long as he's there. He's been in two AFC Championship games, won one, lost in a Super Bowl four years into the NFL. Um, So do I wish that the Bears operated organizationally with a history of hiring prowess like the Chiefs did? Hiring Dick Vermeil, having Carl Peterson as a GM, attracting Andy Reid to come there. Uh, of course, but they don't. And I can't tell, I can't get the McCaskies to sell the team. I wanted them to fire Matt Eberflus and take a swing at Jim Harbaugh and mm-hmm. take a swing at Ben Johnson and try to get a better coach. But they don't want to pay Matt Eberflus's staff for two years to go away and then pay a head coach 15 to $20 million a year. Like, I can't, I can't change who owns the team. Andy Reid became a free agent when he left Philadelphia. Clark Hunt canceled plans, got on a private jet, flew to Philadelphia, and met him in an airport hangar when he was getting ready to go interview for a different job. Intercepted his job interview, never took the other interview, then flew him back to Kansas City, and he got his man. And in whatever way, the Chargers did something similar with Jim Harbaugh, where he had a second interview scheduled with the Falcons. They said, that's not happening. We're going to make this happen now. And Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the so, Chargers. Uh, Of course, I wish that I rooted for an organization that had, like, the Ravens pedigree of hiring coaches and Ozzie Newsome and, and, like, 20 years of, like, beating their teams by the draft. And uh, But we don't. My point is (laughs) that's more plausible, though, because the one quarterback who cures everything is the outlier. That's not normally – how it works normally it is we get great personnel we get quality coaching who develops the entire roster and then we can build a consistent winner from there like since Troy Aikman and you could even make an argument about Troy Aikman but certainly since Troy Aikman is Tony Romo an all-time great QB no is Dak Prescott an all-time great QB at this point no but the Cowboys are in the mix on an annual basis every single year in a deep division. They win games time after time. No Cowboys fans watch their team do it year in and year out, and then they get disappointed in the playoffs. But the way the Cowboys have been able to accomplish it, the way the Eagles have been able to accomplish it. Romo and Dak would be the best quarterback in Bears franchise history by a significant margin. But is it because each of them – you know, late-round pick for Dak and undrafted free agent for Romo? Is that because both of them were just remarkably capable? Or did Jerry Jones, to his credit, actually put a team in place Definitely. that nurtured their talent? Definitely. I, I, I think probably a combination of both. But, yeah, but yeah absolutely, they, are, they hit on a higher percentage of draft picks and have built a better team around them and all of that. This, the opportunity, though, that, that is here for mm-hmm. the Bears is to take a swing. Right at one of those guys who can be the great elixir. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's the thing. Like, if, if the Bears didn't have Carolina's pick, 
we'd be talking about, like, okay, I hope Ryan Poles is as good at this as we see, and he's got to build it up, and he's mm. got to hit on a couple more first-round picks, and he's got to find some late-round guys. And it doesn't mean that he still doesn't need to do those things. One, you, a, a quarterback alone can't win. But it's, that isn't what the Bears have. They have Montez Sweat, and they have DJ Moore, and they have Cole Komet, and they have Tevin Jenkins, and they have Darnell Wright, and they have Jaquan Brisker, and Jalen Johnson, and Tyreek Stevenson, and Kyler Gordon, and Javon Dexter. They've got, like, a pretty good team. Yeah, a, a building, a growing young roster. Yeah, yeah. so if, if Ryan Poles just has one more good offseason and upgrades at quarterback, they can be the Lions. They can they can absolutely be playing divisional weekend of the NFL playoffs next year mm-hmm. for sure. Right. Like I, so like I, it's not that I don't wish that they had. Um, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Philly's GM, um, uh, Roseman. Yeah, yeah, Howie Roseman. Yeah. Obviously, like I mean, he's he's one of the most valuable people in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Like just like a different coach, different quarterback. Uh, Within the two different Super Bowls within a five year period of time, like that's good executiving. But if, you know, like, but it's hard. It's hard. That's also hard to do. In in this scenario, <laughs> if Ryan Poles is Howie Roseman or some version of him, stockpiling your roster puts you in that position more plausibly to take the North and never give it back than just finding that one quarterback who kind of solves things. That for I disagree you. with. Okay, you that, think it's more plausible to with. find the quarterback who cures everything than it is to build a roster that can just continue to churn out wins. Like, do, you th- do you think that the – so, like, the Lions, Brad Holmes just won executive of the year since we've mm. been on the air. Yeah. He has every draft pick of his three drafts are still on the Lions. Like, he seems to be great at this, right, mm. on a three-year sample. I don't think they're set up for 10 years of success. You know, because, because it – because linemen get old and receivers get old and what, sure. what one or – like, whereas – like the teams that you've just like removed from your sample. Like mm-hmm. I agree they are the first ballot Hall of Famer quarterbacks, but like if you have Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, if you've got a shot to get one of those guys, mm-hmm. those are the guys that individually 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 yeah. are the the through line and they go to the playoffs eight times in ten years. But out of the out of the teams that and I'm I've just mentioned the teams who are kind of at the top of the the pecking order there were yeah. Baltimore, Philadelphia, Seattle, Kansas City, Dallas. Yep. Out of those squads, the only one that that went high and drafted the QB who kind of did it all for him is Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes was what, the tenth pick in the draft? Tenth or something pick in the like draft. that. Yep. Uh, but none of these teams drafted a QB number one overall and did it. All of them had That's infrastructure right. in place that have actually sustained their success over the last quarter century at a really high level. Even the Minnesota Vikings, like we don't think of the Minnesota Vikings as this great franchise. That was one that surprised me and said, oh, the Vikings have more consistently won at a high level. They haven't been to a Super Bowl. But between Jeff George, Dante Culpepper, Gus Farratt, Brett Favre, Christian Ponder, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins, those are all guys who've at least taken the Vikings to the playoffs in that time over the last quarter century, more often than the Bears have been able to muster that in Chicago. Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay has been to two Super Bowls in that time, but Trent Dilfer, Sean King, Sean King, Brad Johnson, Chris Sims, Jeff Garcia, Tom Brady, and Baker Mayfield have all taken Tampa Bay to the playoffs here. 
I don't I don't remember how was Trent Dilfer number one overall pick. I don't remember how high Trent got drafted. I don't think he was no, number he, one. No, overall. he was he was like the fifth pick or something like that. He was he was he was he was a high pick. He was a big time prospect. Like you know, Tampa Bay is even a franchise who who've done it more consistently than the Bears have, and have also won two Super Bowls over the last quarter century without having that one guy who kind of gets everything done for you within the draft. They got a great roster together and then went out and spent money, brought Tom Brady in, and then took things to that Super Bowl level with him, winning one with Tom Brady. But even Tampa Bay has been more consistently successful than the Bears over the last quarter century without having that one guy that just cures everything for them. I think- so I'm not saying having the one guy, like having, if you go get Drew Brees when he's available or yeah. you know, to draft Joe Burrow when he's there, I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. And as we discussed earlier in the show, I think the Bears will and probably in my mind should Go ahead and draft Caleb Williams number one overall. My point is we shouldn't absolve the rest of the infrastructure the Bears need in place to set Caleb Williams up for success because I have heard you say that San Francisco is the only team who's proven to be QB proof, and I don't think that's accurate. I think there's a lot of teams who win consistently in the NFL and at times have cycled through quarterbacks over the last decade or last couple of decades like I lay out here who just more consistently have a roster and a coaching staff in place that can get it done, and they've more consistently done it than the Bears. I, you're you're 100% right. I guess what I'm talking about is, like, again, I think we're just – it's Sam, two different cases being made. Well, uh, two different bars to clear. Mm. Like, winning season, making the playoffs, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Real shot at a Super Bowl. I don't think there are a lot of examples of, like – they. Like but they, you don't think the Cowboys the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl. They haven't even made a oh, Super no, Bowl. No, no, they, they, they've had a they've had a real I, I shot at it. I thought they were gonna get a get a run at it this year, and they didn't. Again, but I mean, they're there every year. Like being in the mix every year is hard. Yep. But there's a bunch of teams who are in the mix almost every year without having that one guy that's cured everything for them. There's a lot of organizations that have just been better than the Bears have, regardless of who the QB is, has been at Hallis Hall. You're, you're right. I mean, the the Ravens right now, anyway, he's about to win his second MVP. He wasn't yeah. drafted number one, right? but he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's on that track, yeah. I mean, if he mm-hmm. wins two MVPs, that there's no multi-MVP who's not in, right. in, in in the Hall of Fame, you know? So, yeah. so and he would have two unanimous MVPs mm-hmm. by the time he's 27. <laughs> so, it would be, I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that Lamar is on a Hall of Fame track yeah. uh, right now. Obviously, Mahomes, who, if he wins this Super Bowl, will have the third most playoff wins ever, and has been a starter for six years and is six for six of but making the AFC championship. I don't divorce Mahomes' game. success from the situation he's in in Kansas City. Neither do I. He's incredible. I don't know that I believe he would be the Patrick Mahomes that we see right now if he were here in Chicago, though. I don't think he. I don't think that the Bears would be in six straight NFC Championship games if Mahomes came here instead of going to Reed, Kelsey. Uh, Tyree Kill, uh, obviously. Mm. But I think that the Bears would have had a 4,000-yard franchise passer by now and a 30-touchdown mm. franchise passer mm. and would have won a playoff game or two. But you know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I, I do think that. I mm. do think that like they would have figured that part of it out and that he's made – He's won with bad offensive lines. He's won with bad defenses. He's won with all sorts of different ways. I think he is truly, truly very special, obviously. Um and yeah, the San Francisco thing is how like, Brock Purdy has become a polarizing figure in how people look at this sort of thing. Like, mm. how many quarterbacks do you think plugged into that system would have had roughly 
his degree of success because I think it's a big number. And my only evidence to that is that Jimmy Garoppolo had a ton of success there, mm-hmm. hasn't had much elsewhere. Right. Even when he was in a Super Bowl, they traded three first-round picks to try to upgrade from him, to try to get special mm-hmm. at quarterback. And then when that guy failed, <laughs> the guy they picked last has had a tremendous amount of success there and was the favorite to be the MVP week 15 of the NFL season. Yeah. And they think that if he would have stayed healthy last year, they would have won last year's Super Bowl. You know, And they've got a pretty damn compelling case for it. Mm-hmm. So they seem to be the type of team that has been able to like plug in. Yeah. And, but, then, but then to argue against it, like Debo Samuel gets hurt and he starts to struggle and his numbers go way down. Right, because he's human, but he's still got – George Kittle, and he's still got Christian McCaffrey, and so that that yeah. still matters. There's talent there and an excellent offensive line, and but a the question keeps him in it. The question would be like if in two years Trent Williams retired, Debo Samuel was on another team, and McCaffrey was past his prime. Is Brock Purdy good enough mm-hmm. to keep the Niners winning double digit games and in contention? And, and if the answer to that is no, but then that's how why I many want a guy QBs like, are? I think because it, hopefully if the guy the Bears are about to if draft. If we're judging them by that, that Super Bowl is what we measure success as. If we're judging them by that standard, there are so few who walk the earth. Agreed. That are that. Agreed. But they can get one. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, no, but, right. but what I'm saying is, of course, of course potentially. Mm-hmm. But that's the most valuable thing in the sport. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Belichick has a losing record without Brady, you know. Yeah, it, 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 had the one Matt Castle season, but he yeah, had an eleven win. Good. He had an eleven win Matt Castle season. Other than that, has not been good. And that right. team won seventeen games the, the season before. They were literally undefeated. Yeah, so or sixteen games. They they won five fewer games when <laughs> when Brady got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I I agree with you. They're unicorns. I agree with you. They're rare, but they are the single most valuable thing in football. It's not that they're the only thing you need. Mm-hmm. It's not that you don't need to support them. And the most valuable thing in sports, like that's anywhere in the sports universe, quarterback is the position that is most valuable. It is also the position that is most dependent. It is this odd juxtaposition where quarterbacks. It takes so much to be amazing at quarterback individually, but also so many things around you have to perform at a high level for you to win. At a high level. And that that's the interesting juxtaposition where the Bears are at right now because it's amazing opportunity with back-to-back years of the number one overall pick awaits them and is, you know, just there for them to grab and they're probably going to do it. But but isn't it good enough? Don't they have enough around Caleb where you would say he's not coming into a situation where he would fail? It doesn't have to be perfect for him as a rookie. Mm-hmm. If he's as special as everyone says it is and you sign us a veteran. I think it's more about the long-term bet. I don't think next, or I guess this coming season, I don't think Caleb Williams will step into the Bears and be a better quarterback than Justin Fields will be in 2024. But the long-term play, my impression right now is that long-term I would project Caleb at a higher level than Justin. It's still, I, I don't know some of the, you know, of course, the, the intangible of aspects course. of it, but my impression is, I view him as a higher-level prospect coming out of college than I view Justin Fields coming out of college. I'm just saying... Assuming they sign a veteran center, right, so that he can we can get him the ball snapped to him on time. Be a good start. <laughs> Caleb and that addition, plus everything else that's around him, the coaches, the line, the play, the, the receivers, the defense, all of it, that's not the David Carr situation. Yeah. 
Right. That's not the Sam Bradford with the Rams situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that, yeah. that is a situation where he should be able to. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they don't have to keep adding around him. Doesn't mean they don't have to do a good job. Doesn't mean they don't have to stay healthy and all that. But like that is a situation that Caleb Williams should be able to reach his potential in the coming seasons, plural. Mm-hmm. And that that's like, yeah. It, so if you if the argument is like trade the pick, get a bunch of assets to like keep building up the team around him so that it's like a perfect situation to drop the quarterback into, it's like never gonna be a perfect situation to drop the quarterback into. And you never you don't know that you'll ever get a chance to draft this caliber of prospect. Right. Again. So, Which is why I think the Bears will likely yeah. do it. Yeah. And I would I would be on board. I would be on board with either version of it. They're likely to do it. It will probably make sense. It shouldn't absolve them of how good everything else needs to be as well. I, I agree with you on that. Like, I, I don't There's think a we're a lot of teams here who do it at a high level without drafting that guy number one. I, th- there are, there are. The Super Bowl stuff though is a. Uh, you're like I just removed Manning, Brady, Breeze, Packers. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because how many teams get Manning or Brady or or Breeze? I, but what's the more plausible route towards sustained success? The unicorn quarterback or a franchise that just has good coaching and a talented roster? The good coaching and talented roster thing, that happens more frequently than the unicorn quarterback. Yeah, for nine or ten wins. Or consistent playoff berths Which and the occasional Super wins. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want the dynasty. <laughs> I want to take the shot at the dynasty. I want to take the shot. I want to, yeah. I want to take the shot at it. Mm-hmm. And if it busts. We'll be back here in a few years, boy. Yeah, talking about talking about the right. 2029 class. Does Arch Manning have a younger brother? Well, let's, let's bring him on. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Right. You guys just stink. <laughs> you just stink. Wow. I, I think I've been great. I, I was going to ask mean, how you great. You know, we've well, had been kind of stinky too, Danny. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> really? Afternoons on the score. Good stuff in that last segment. People very strongly with you. People very strongly with me. I don't even really think we're that far apart uh, on it, to be honest. But it's interesting stuff. Uh, you know what we have tonight? There's some people strongly with you on that? Yeah. They exist. Believe it or not. All right. The second text at the top. Congratulations S- on that. Strive for Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes. End of story. Okay. Yeah, strive for it. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, it is. You act like they would need to trade Hallis Hall to take a shot at a guy who could be that good. They don't. They need to use a pick that was gifted to them by a team that their general manager, who's setting themselves up for success because he's good at it, earned them. Yeah. I, I think they're going to draft Caleb Williams number one, and it's going to make sense. All right. They, they better get better at a lot of other stuff, too. I, I, no one disputes that. Yeah. No one disputes that. Well, the, the texter who says, end of story, I think it sounds like they dispute that a bit. It says, strive for Peyton Manning. Oh, okay. Strive. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, strive to turn a number 10 pick into Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, do that too. What would you, uh, uh, what, what would you say about like Justin Herbert? Like, like Herbert, to me, is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Probably around fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, eye test shows he can do anything on the field, but he hasn't won. And that's, I think, to speak to your point, like he's had two different coaches. He's had three offensive coordinators, and then they've had bad Chargers luck. They've had bad game management. They've had devastating injuries. He's in Patrick Mahomes' division. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's been a million reasons. But 
while it would be frustrating to feel like you were wasting the rookie contract of this unbelievable player, literally no one in the NFL has more passing yards through the first five years of their career than Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? He is. So the thought is that eventually you'll get it right with him and they go out and they hire. Jim Harbaugh wants to coach the Chargers, presumably largely because of Justin Herbert. Maybe it would be like a Lions situation and the Lions just wasted a decade of having Matt Stafford, who is clearly good enough, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So no one is saying that it's the whole puzzle, Mm. but it is the biggest piece of the puzzle. You know, like if I'm a Chargers fan watching these last few years, I am obviously frustrated that we're not winning more with a great quarterback, but I'm excited to turn on the football game every Sunday to watch a great quarterback because I know on any given Sunday we've got a chance because of this guy. That's how I'd look at it. Right. I mean, consistent excellence is achievable without the number one quarterback or the the – top five draft pick quarterback because there's a bunch of examples of of that of teams making the playoffs but yeah when you have an all-time great QB then yes you're going to have a bite at that apple on an annual basis and you know even in the case of the Green Bay Packers yeah they had that Hall of Fame level quarterback play but to the example I'm giving here the Green Bay Packers are an excellent organization and neither Brett Favre nor Aaron Rodgers were the number one pick in the draft and so my my main point is there's so many – because when I've tweeted this out a couple of times in recent weeks, and when I first started doing this last Friday, I went in kind of thinking there's going to be like maybe four organizations that really make sense in this example, like San Francisco and Dallas and Philadelphia Baltimore. and Baltimore. Yep. Yeah. But there, then as I started going through, I was like, man, there's a, like Kansas City wins all the time. The Rams have 12 out of the last 25 years have been 500 or better. And, yes, Kurt Warner, undrafted free agent, became a Hall of Famer. But was Kurt Warner just so incredible and everybody else messed up? Or was he in a place that nurtured and developed his skills in the proper way? And that, to me, is is my bigger concern. With every franchise in this town, development is my big concern. The Cubs' World Series window should have been open longer, but all those young, talented guys who won the World Series didn't get better after they won the World Series. That was the big issue with the Cubs' World Series window. These guys from the White Sox, we were all really excited about a couple of years ago. They all stopped getting better because the White Sox did not develop them into a team that could enter a window and sustain a window. So for me, anything I've been around, development matters much more than just saying, we're going to have that one guy and none of the rest matters. Because those other six days of the week, when you're not quarterbacking on Sunday, there's a lot of stuff that people around you have to be helping you get right so you actually look great and, and win games on Sundays. And I just think that the, the only little phrase in there that I think is a little bit of a straw man is, mm-hmm. and none of the other stuff matters. I'm not saying that. Again, mm-hmm. like if it's a puzzle, it's just the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that's what, If it's a steak dinner, it's the steak. <laughs> I want the dessert and the good wine and the potatoes. You know what I mean? But but I, I'm going to say I, I want the steak. But Shane, if you get a good cut of meat, can you still screw up a steak? Of course. Oh, my God. Of course you can. I've seen Danny do it. That's my. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never tried Danny's I, steak. But I've, Danny's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Because okay. he has a good developmental team right. in is, meat. Is Shane your steak coach? He's the Andy Reid of my steak. There we See go, how I set man. that up? Yeah. Full circle, baby. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Cast iron. You got to baste it. You got to baste it as it's going. You just taught me something. A little rosemary in there. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You also don't marinate in honey and leave the honey on there as you sear it on the cast iron. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Did you learn? 
I learned. Okay. I so you it. never make the same mistake twice, I, well, like a young quarterback. Eh, never. <laughs> not never. Okay. All right. Never make it three times. All right. So if the coach goes to the podium, they'll say, Danny never makes the same mistake three times. That's what they'll say about <laughs> that, 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 That's right. Okay. Yeah. He occasionally makes the same mistake. Danny twice. is yeah. not the White Sox. He's come very far in the kitchen. Okay. Thank you. Not, well, he's come, he's come along in the kitchen. Thank you. I'm progressing <laughs> at my pace. That's all, you know. I, I sound like a Waldorf student. That's kind of how they do. Just progress at your pace. Not yeah, that's a definitely a learning lesson. Learning lesson. I've had I've had more than a few. Uh, the Bulls play tonight against the Lakers, and it's not on national television. <laughs> it's just a like the the names, the teams, the markets, the fact that it's a Thursday in the NBA, and it's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. This is like a how uh, how the mighty have fallen moment. He's Anthony Heron in for Speaks. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. I just want to give a quick shout out. Appreciate uh, John Greenberg over at The Athletic. He wrote a, uh, a beautiful piece on uh, Craig Council, the new Cubs manager, and his relationship to me and my brother and our family um yeah it was it was a very very moving piece and uh, i knew he was working on it make it a point to read obviously but he did a uh, he did a very very nice job and uh yeah so that was that was cool to see that coverage and it was fun to have the group chat that i'm in with uh, some of brad's buddies kind of get recirculated around Mm. and uh send it to brad's kids and his mm-hmm. wife and do do that whole thing so it was nice of uh john to tell that story yeah. so it's out there craig, yeah, craig's sure. a good guy so Seems like it's official that i'm a cub now and i'm talking to danny parkins yeah yeah <laughs> i know that man that was surreal where he said and he, he called me i don't know if you guys saw this he called me a big deal in chicago okay in the article Did you tell him to talk to jeff agerst <laughs> I, I know he just got here though right <laughs> yeah he's not too familiar yeah he'll he's, find out he's sucking up yeah absolutely so then anytime you break cubs news which i'm imagining will have to start happening then we can all assume that you got it directly from the source i appreciate that yeah um, thank you it's always, yeah. it's always good yeah. uh i mean listen, are you gonna leak the opening day lineup <laughs> I, that would be hilarious you got a guy for that <laughs> that would be so good well guys miles masterboni's back in there opening day imagine if every day like 15 minutes before it posted i was like morell's at third batting seven that would be so great uh no craig is not that kind of guy he will, okay. he will not play into the media bit uh, uh side, side of it right. too much and i know some other people over around the cubs <laughs> but you know it's uh, uh it's crazy, man. We're doing uh, we're doing a radiothon in partnership with the Cubs. Was on a big call. Doing another one. Yeah, doing the second radiothon. Uh, announced it at Cubs convention, but I was on a call for it today. Like I don't, I can't. I'm not supposed to share necessarily the the date. Uh, okay. but a qu- 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 that if half the things that they said on this call actually happen, this is going to be massive. Yeah, yeah. We raised like roughly seven hundred grand. Uh, to help build the grocery store over in Austin, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. No, I don't know. Might be too comma time. Might be too comma time. All right. Yeah, cancer research okay. is the is the thing. Stand up to cancer. The MLB partner, uh, the MLB charitable partner. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be 
It's, you know, Wrigley Field will be involved, 24-hour radiothon leading into okay, a series. Okay, and so that was going to be my question. You will do 24 hours I'm of radio do, again? I'm going to do 24-hour. Right. Yeah, man. It's going to be it's going to be big. And just like the first time, it was like an idea mm-hmm. and then a, some like internal support and some internal skepticism <laughs> is basically what happens, uh-huh. if I'm being totally honest with yeah. you. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I'm calling in a lot of favors and yeah. nickel and diamond and scratching our way to it uh-huh. or whatever. Uh these this is the cubs and stand up to cancer mm-hmm. they've got a lot of contacts yeah. so there's it's just it's a potentially a potentially be a pretty cool thing later, and you, late this summer and you do this without caffeine like i think when you I did it without you caffeine, did the yeah. last radiothon i didn't know that you weren't a is it not a coffee guy or not a caffeine of any t- any kind of guy? Any like, kind. Drink pop? Okay, yeah. I mean, I used I, to I used to drink a bunch of uh, of soda or whatever, but okay. I, but not not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gave it up. So well, yeah, that pure quite an undertaking. Pure adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Pure. But I did have caffeine pills in my pocket, like ready to go. Greenies. So like a baseball yeah, hall of fame. Exa- exactly. Yeah. I had I had it. Did you bring that up to Hall yesterday? All these other Hall of Famers that are in all these pills they were popping back in the day. I brought it up. Okay, good. Yeah, I said I was like you vote for a hall of because i was just making the cubs hall of fame argument and his argument was i don't vote him for the real hall of fame why should i vote him for this I'm like well it's the cubs hall of fame and there's no morality clause attached to it so mm. it's two different criteria mm-hmm. uh but that hall of fame that you the big hall of fame has steroid users in it has racists in it has domestic abusers in it has people who took greenies and amphetamines in mm-hmm. it it's not like a bastion of purity right uh so i don't know why the cubs hall of fame has to be when he's like other than ernie banks harry carey and wgn i would argue sammy sosa is fourth all time for the cubs like being what they are Mm. as a global brand i had the stat that i gave him yesterday and i know you said you were going to listen to the segment but this way you don't have to okay because i thought it was my strongest argument all right number of seasons that wrigley field had 2.6 2.6 million fans or more in attendance prior to the home run chase of 1998. How many seasons, history of Wrigley Field, attendance over 2.6 million? One. Number of seasons with 2.6 million or more attendance post Sammy Sosa home run chase? Every single one except COVID. Okay. Every single one. Right. And like half of them over 3 million. He. He changed it. Mm. He, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he 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 grew it. He expanded it. Like, the Cubs were popular before 98. But super it went popular. Supernova after Sam. Supernova. Yeah. Exactly. That's, w- that's what happened. Because WGN made him national. Harry mm. Carey made him national, of course. And that was before Sammy. But the Supernova I would thing, imagine David didn't disagree that Sammy enhanced the popularity. No. He just kind of had the morality argument. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Right. But I'm... Uh, but you wiped the floor with him. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Well, of course I did. I wipe the floor with them. Listen, there's no such thing as a dumb question except that. Well, have to listen to this. Hey, you should check it out. Uh, I hear there's going to be a big debate in this studio tomorrow at three o'clock that Shane Reardon is uh, Can't wait for that. lining up. You're going to be back tomorrow? Uh, that's the plan, yeah. Cool. We'll get deep into uh, Championship Sunday matchups. We should. Yeah. Does, does Bishop want to pick games against the spread? Probably not. Okay. Sounds good. Probably should ask that off the air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I could do a bishop impersonation or something. But, I mean, like do you that. know that for sure? Have you asked him? I haven't asked him yet, no. I haven't gone to the source. Ask him and let me know. All right, I'll if, ask. If he, or I've asked the daycare that you have him in at the score while you're working. <laughs> That'd be perfect. I'll do that, too.
Thank yous to Brady Quinn and Dave Wanstead, who are on the show at the same time. Whitey was also uh, on yeah, the show. Can't dur- forget Whitey. During Dave Wanstead's appearance. Who else did we have on? Oh, um... John Schifrin. John Schifrin. 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 John Schifrin. John, the new... It should be Schifrin. Schifrin's not really a name. <laughs> it's Schifrin. We'll see. Uh, uh, the new play-by-play voice. Of... You should know his name. We do know his name. Agreed. And it was lovely talking. What are talking... we doing here? It was. Lo- I don't know. It was lovely talking to him earlier. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell and Kevin Lapka. Twitch chat, video stream. Thank you, sirs. Shane Ritter, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. Anthony Heron in for Speaks. I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins and Spiegel. This is the score. I mean, go ahead. Good luck. That's what I say. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.